From Studio 113, this is the Changing Energy Podcast, recorded at Wake Electric. Welcome to everybody. This is Don. It's Kirk. Sean. Maria. And we hope everybody's having a great day. We are starting episode 25. It's been a few weeks since we put it, and Sean's back. Yeah. I was not fired. You were not fired. (laughs) You were out and about. Don't remember what was going on that day that we did the, what kind of, it was a questions, Mm -hmm. and we heard Maria do the questions. (laughs) You haven't heard that yet. The only (laughs) voice she could come up with was the Halloween questions voice, so it was kind of squeaky and... The whole episode was just a little chaotic because we didn't have your calming <laughs> presence to just guide us through it. So, but we know you've listened to that podcast all the way through, right? What did you think? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're getting the uh, we're getting the, the sign that he has not listened <laughs> to the, the episode. Yeah. So that's Sean's homework oh, for next man. time is to go back and listen to episode twenty four. I had a crazy two weeks. <laughs> well, how was okay. your two weeks? Um, well, I went to the uh, MIC conference from NISC. That was a lot of acronyms mm-hmm. I just threw there. Yes. NISC's, um, that's the company name. It's the National Information Solutions Cooperative. Right. And then they hold a MIC, which is a member information conference. Um, so that's that's where I attended in uh, Denver, Colorado. What's great about that is you you – Proclaim that they are a membership organization just like us. Yes. And that they have members. So that is just to emphasize the beauty of cooperatives. We needed a software partner. So we created a co-op that uh, provides software solutions for us. There's not the only one. There's multiple Mm -hmm. um, providers like that. But how many days was it? It was four days. Four days. Mm -hmm. Yes. So great opportunity to meet with other cooperatives. Yeah, what they're doing. Yeah, Yeah, I met with a lot of different uh, people, um, a lot of different system operator supervisors. We all kind of share information, learn about some of the uh, future technology that NIC is implementing with outage management systems, like being able to choose uh, what county most of the outage came from. I'm happy about that. That is great. (laughs) That has been a challenge for us because of the the way FEMA and and natural disasters work. We want to try to do accounting by county. And uh, it's sometimes been difficult when you have a feeder that starts in one county yeah. and then crosses that county line. So half the meters are in yeah. one county. So when you have that yeah. feeder go out, you have to, how do Cross you divide county, that up? Yeah. Yep. How do you divide that up? Hours, so material. So outage management is still the primary software that you're focusing on yes, of in your position yeah. as, a, as a dispatch supervisor. Oh, cool. It's great. Maria, what have you been up to? Uh, let's see. Well, Kirk and I went to a conference. I mean, you know, we didn't get sick at one. I'm just saying. Oh, Sean did. Sean did. But it was back. local, so we didn't have to. Yeah. You probably just got sick traveling. Yeah, so it's fine. It was it's definitely fine. from travel. But no, Kirk and I went. Uh, we went to the Member Engagement Summit, and that was very yep. cool. Talked about a lot of communications. Good. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Still a challenge. Um, yeah. We had an incident while while Sean was gone mm-hmm. where we uh, we struggled to get the right message out to members during a pretty significant outage. And, you know, we have to explain ourselves sometimes. Yeah. So it's always yeah. an ongoing thing on how we do a better job of communicating outages, information, 
events, right? Yeah. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. You're planning an event right now. That's right. We got our MAC meetings coming up on uh, next Monday and what Tuesday. What is a MAC meeting? Member Advisory Committee. So okay. it's where our members come in and we uh, talk about energy and what's going on in the co-op. And uh, I'm excited for uh, the meetings that we're going to have EV test drive. So our members can uh, test drive, you know, Ooh. one of our uh, Teslas, uh, Rivian, and Ford F-150 Lightning. So okay. uh, we've got about 17 or 18 signed up for test drive. So Nice. And as I've said in the past, we've had EV events before and have been good, but uh, it's still a hot topic out there. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, so looking forward to it. And it will be. I mean, oh, yeah. we're, we're expecting a lot of growth in yeah. that, that category, so we expect a lot of people to have questions. Speaking of questions, we have a Ford F-150 yeah. Lightning <laughs> and that we were going to be offering for test drives. But one of the things that we wanted to do was make sure that we had the Platinum Ford F-150 with the extended range so that we could actually demonstrate That's right. all the things mm-hmm. that, that Ford F-150 Lightnings are marketing. Right. And the mm-hmm. big one being that you can use it as a backup generator, quote mm-hmm. unquote generator, or a backup battery for your whole home yeah. to use. So we said if that's what it can do, we want to prove yeah. it. We want to understand that's it. That's right. Yeah. And, Get educated on it so we can tell our members. Exactly. And boy, have we been educated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not simple. Yes. Is it, Don? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you, you know, you see the advertisements that show a campground and you're lighting up your campground, which is fine because you have a 30-amp outlet right on the truck. You can just mm-hmm. plug it in and yep. let, it, let it power up, uh, you know, the, the lights around your campsite and that sort of things like <laughs> that all sort of make sense. But when you go to do the home, it, it gets a little bit more complicated. And from what we can tell, now that we have one and tried to hook it up, yeah. I believe that the idea of a whole home backup is right. really not going not going to exist in this version. Mm-hmm. It doesn't right. exist. You still have to pick and choose. That's right. So as we as we started to hire a contractor to come out and do the wiring <laughs> at a home, <Yeah. laughs> and we started to investigate we realized there were a couple more parts. And there's one part that's listed in the marketing that says that you need a an inverter mm-hmm. that's uh, that's provided by Sunrun. And that inverter costs about $4,000. So yep. you need that inverter. That's what takes the DC power from the truck, inverts, inverts it so it. that you can use the AC power in your home. Um, outside of that, you still need a transfer switch. So if the power is out, something has to disconnect the house from the grid so that you're not feeding onto the grid. You also need, and this was the important part, a um, sub panel to yep. choose which loads in your house you wanted to actually pick up. <laughs> and okay. they actually listed, and, and once you get down into the, the material, it says it clearly does the essentials such as lights, Wi-Fi, refrigerator, freezer, and most 120-volt yep. outlets. So it does that. That's very clear. But then it says you need to choose one or more, and I don't know exactly what or more means, of the cooking, the stove, water heater, sump pump, washer, dryer, heating, and, and yeah. uh, AC. You should just pick one. what you, what is important to you and put that in a sub panel. And, you know, it, if you get the extended range, it says with that you can do up to three days. Uh, of backup power so for you know simple cooking refrigerator lights Lights, you can have a decent quality of life even with the power off so in the end you can get there but what i think we've learned is that outside of a i'm gonna just use a round estimate of 1200 to to two thousand dollars 
for the wiring, depending wow. on what wiring situation you have, where you want to charge and discharge the vehicle, you're looking at probably about five to six thousand dollars of other infrastructure yeah. that needs mm-hmm. to be to get to this level, which isn't whole home. Right, it is. Uh, it partial is it's partial home. Yeah. So we've learned a lot about yeah. that, and yeah. we'll continue as we. And we'll give updates. That's yeah. why we bought one of these, yep, so, so right. we could understand we'll and, and actually live Maybe through. Some pictures we'll put out there on social media. Yeah. For, so uh, yeah. that's interesting to, to some people. I've obviously been just tied up. So yeah, let me tell you about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode is going to be. Fairly quick episode. You've listened to the banter so far. We've gone nine or so minutes here um, bantering. Um, We want to use this as sort of a preview of upcoming episodes. We've all been busy um, putting stuff together. Um, We don't really have a full episode that we're preparing today, but what we want to do is get you excited for some upcoming upcoming topics. And we we promise you that we get speakers and and people that Mm. will be here to help us explain these topics in the future. I've been busy mainly with the budget. It's budget season, (laughs) you know, and and things are just changing this year for from budget. And a lot of it is based on material cost. Um, It is that much more expensive, up to 50 percent more expensive Mm. now than it was at the beginning of 2023 for simple construction and maintenance costs. Almost a 50 percent increase in 2023. I didn't know it was within this same year. Yeah. So what it is really making the budget. You know, yep. challenging Sound, as yep. we start to look at that. So, but that's part of the changing energy, mm-hmm. and and a lot of it comes from just supply and demand. We are still um, coming out of COVID when a lot of plants shut down briefly, but the growth and the people moving around did not. And so, when suddenly when they started producing again, they tell us they're producing just as much as they've ever produced and right. more, and running it's around just, the clock. It's just that the demand is so high right now. Um, and hasn't hasn't slowed down, so we kind of have to expect that to continue in 2024. But we don't know for certain. We will we will see. But yeah. interesting in our industry, we're affected just like any other industry, yeah. and that's a big topic. We are going to do one. Oh, I love it. We're going to do one news feature. So let's do this. And now the news. <laughs> Oh, it's good having you back, Sean. Yeah. yeah. I got to laugh a little. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got uh, Kirk tickled a little bit. It sounded so good. <laughs> uh, no, I was searching around, and I and I found a, a BBC YouTube clip on on something that just seemed really interesting. We've talked about solar and how um, how big solar – we've talked about the Disney solar farm mm-hmm. and, and how solar farms in general are more economic than rooftop solar. And we have a, a prop that – that Kirk brought in that is a little pumpkin with LED eyes that, and maybe that'll show up on the video, but that is a solar. Uh, it, it is powered by solar. So good for so you. Kirk. Yeah. Good for you to decorate our, I'm our trying, podcast you know? studio. Yeah. But what it was, it was for a floating solar farm. And I didn't know how <laughs> common <laughs> this is around the world. This is in really common being in the last three years In the last three years, a lot of these have been, um, developed, but the one that caught my eye and just seemed to uh, well. First of all, we have one in in North America. Mm-hmm. Want to guess what state it's in? <laughs> I Jersey. I already know. Okay, Kirk. Kirk <laughs> knows the answer. It's New Jersey. Is hey, is hey, hey, the large? 
That's where I was born. <laughs> the largest um, floating solar farm in the North America area is in wow. New Jersey. And it's in Short Hills, New Jersey, on a, on the Canoe Brook Reservoir. Sounds like a, a pleasant place. Yeah, Canoe. It generates 8.9 megawatts of power with 16,510 panels. That's crazy. Wow. Mm. Covers 17 acres, which is roughly 17 football fields yeah. uh, of, of space. And... What's nice is it sits on a reservoir that is that goes directly into one of New Jersey's largest water treatment plants. So it is on a reservoir that powers and it provides ninety five percent of the power needs of that water treatment. So it's sitting oh, on a reservoir well. that isn't it's navigable by canoes yeah. and that sort of thing, but not really motor boats and that sort of thing. So it takes up a space that wasn't yeah. being used all that much. It's mainly for water treatment, and they're generating the power, yeah. and they float. One of the best, one as I learned, I dug into three or four of these installations, and I found out one of the biggest benefits of this is that I've always heard that solar panels are less efficient on a hot July day than they are on a cool October day, like yeah. today. Really? That the hotter the panels get the less efficient they are oh. so you actually get more power on a day like today right. mm-hmm. which is huh. obviously yeah. is one of the issues with solar is we need right. it more on a hot right. day right. but it's right. less efficient so what does the water do for the solar panels cool. oh, it's cooling it, yeah. keep yep. some cool yes. and they become 10 percent more efficient by wow. sitting on top of the water that makes yeah. sense. So uh, they're able to get more efficiency out of it. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. That is. Cool. But let's talk about the largest solar farm, floating solar farm in the world. It is in China. And I looked up how to uh, pronounce some of these words. Uh, Huaning <laughs> Power International. I'm glad you're doing it, not me. <laughs> in the Shandong province. Ooh. Okay. Yes. I just got to say. You're I doing know, good, man. I'm impressed. I don't know much about it, but it's 320 megawatts. Oh 320 Wow. Yes, and they don't release a ton of specs. I looked up specs yeah. for a while. This was yeah. brought online a couple years ago, and it very little specs are are out about this. But then, but the one that I that first saw was this one on the BBC. I invite everybody to look up BBC floating uh, solar farm yeah. because it's really neat. It goes. It's about a ten minute video, and it goes through a lot of it. I think this is one of the most innovative. It it is in Portugal. And it sits on top of a water reservoir, actually a lake, mm. but it's directly beside the hydroelectric dam. The hydroelectric. And so what it's able to do, what they determine is that the capacity of the dam could only fill two-thirds of the capacity of the transmission line. So they had extra capacity they weren't able to use at the transmission line leading it. So they're able to put this solar farm, solar. connect it to the dam, have dual power, have both solar yeah. and, and hydro power, cool. and they use yep. the full capacity of the transmission line, wow. um, yeah. which was which that's is great. great. So, it's, so that's one of those where we've talked about proximity really matters yeah. because if you don't put it in the right place, you have to build transmission lines to get it to the right place. Mm-hmm. So here was a place where transmission line already existed, yeah. and they weren't at full capacity, and they utilized yeah. that. The other thing that was interesting about this is that it actually grew, that lake was growing an algae that was toxic. And if, uh, 
And as the sun shines down on the water, it heats up the water, and it grew, and this algae was growing. Yeah. Okay. But when you shade the water, it keeps it cooler, cooler. and the algae's yeah. not growing as fast. Oh, so they solved two problems. Yeah. So they solved oh, yeah. the two problems. They're right. getting the efficiencies yep. from the cooling of the water and the, mm-hmm. and the and the shade of the of the solar panels are cooling the water yep. for that's the cool. algae growth. That is all. That's kind of good. So they uh, they determined that this this is um, I don't know exactly what size it is. It's about five football fields for so about five acres, but yeah. it's it costs six million dollars. Mm. But the government thinks that the return on investment is in about 10 years, which is good for yeah, solar. Yeah, I was okay. going to say that's good. Which is good. Now let me Almost talk about the biggest <laughs> negative of floating solar. Uh-oh. Repair? Kind of. But they, were, they yeah. actually, if you watch this video, you can see it's kind of easy. to. Once they take a, a boat out there, there's platforms they walk on, oh, okay. they walk okay. around. So it's not that hard to repair. They're, pretty, they're on lakes typically. Are they anchored down? They're anchored down okay. and on rafts, right. so they okay. don't. Yeah. Oh, that's another good thing. Yeah, they can be moved easily. So as the as the as the sun shifts, you could actually turn yeah. oh, because man. they're floating. I like so that. yes, yeah. so yeah. yes, they're anchored down, but right. you could also put enough rotate. slack in it and, and actually nice. yeah. motorize yeah. this to rotate it to follow With the, the sun. sun to that get is more cool. efficiency yeah. out of it. But no, the big okay. problem. Birds. Birds. Oh. <laughs> seagulls. Seagulls making a mess. Oh, I As bet. they do. As they do. Yeah, on solar. And a lot of times solar panels are wired in series, which means it flows in one side, out, out the, the other. other. So if a large portion of the cell is blocked, it shuts down the it whole, shuts down. Oh, the man. whole um, solar panel. So big problem. Birds, you know, doing their thing. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. over the solar panels. And it's hard to keep the birds off in a big open space where yeah. they, they, they go to water yeah. anyway. And yeah, now, they're, yeah, now they have yeah. a place to a be. A place to rest. So guess how they're solving this? Uh, Scarecrows. Fake snakes and All owls. Good, good, good guess. You said I was. Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Okay. <laughs> Scarecrow. I was thinking of some type of deterrent you could put on the solar panels, but I don't know what it Something would be. Something slippery. So. <laughs> well, the answer that they did, and you can see this in the video, it's great. Basically, at night... Big Roombas. Oh. They basically have cleaners that ride across the solar panels and clean them at night. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Pushing limbs that the birds have dropped. Also, the droppings that the birds have dropped. And they clean them with with, uh, automated robots. Oh, my God. That are big Roombas. So. Anyway, vacuums, yeah, that's cool. um, It is a a pretty cool technology. And we have, we are going to obviously do a an episode focusing on solar yeah. we're just kind of been holding yeah. that one back kind of yeah. waiting and see where things go but i thought that was a cool news article i'm about so. to check that one out that watch yeah. that video that there's a cool. lot of youtube videos on this yeah. so feel free to go go check it out mm-hmm. all right that was great All right, as we already said, we don't really have a main topic outside of that, which our banter in the news was really, really cool, though. But what we want to do is promise you some upcoming episodes that Mm -hmm. are going to be really exciting. And so this is a preview of the next five or so um, podcast to get you excited and to tell all your friends. That's right. We're going to bring the energy. We want y'all to... And you yes. got to hold us to it. Yeah. We think these <laughs> topics are very relevant and interesting, yep. and we're excited to go get some special guests. And so, truly, tell your friends, 
Have yeah. them start listening. Subscribe. Amen. Provide feedback. All those things that Kirk normally says. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, no. <laughs> all right so, not there so, yet. so let me throw out um, let me throw out one of the topics. It's not going to even sound like an energy topic, but it truly is. And that is blockchain, cryptocurrencies, <laughs> and data mining. This is all stuff that doesn't sound, it sounds like stuff that it's the way of the world going forward. Yep. What does it have to do with yep. electricity? We will, we will tell you because it's big. Not only is blockchain a, a way of doing transactions, but the amount of energy required for data ma- mining yeah. and mm, cryptocurrency yeah. <laughs> is par- starting to strain the grid. Yeah, if you've seen the pictures of, yeah. I mean, how intense it is. Right. Yeah. So we will definitely talk about that uh, as an I'm looking up- forward to that upcoming one. episode. Yeah. And you'll have your chain ready. Yep. That <laughs> was Got that right noise. Here. That noise was Kirk rattling a chain. Yep. He's, or blockchain. Yep. He's our he's our uh, our sound guy, Foley guy, yeah, Foley, yeah, Foley. Yeah. Foley, Foley artist. Foley. I'm just trying to bring in you know some props, just to you know, I don't know. The uh, make an- you smile. Another, <laughs> spe- and uh, we have our little solar pumpkin here, but we have a tool on our website that I think right. is worth trying out as a podcast. And oh, what yeah. I mean by trying out is actually going through the exercises of using that tool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that tool is a solar calculator. It's and cool. it allows you to put your address. It calculates how much sun shines on that address. Yep. It allows you to to outline your roof. Roof, yep. And and basically size how many panels would panels it take to fill up that space yep. and how much could be generated with that angle. You have to put the angle of your roof and that, and it calculates what your your financials are for solar panels. So, All right. that's and that's cool. really important because we don't want people just to be sold. A solar panel. We want them to be educated right. when they when they put solar on their rooftop and make sure they're getting the full value and getting the maximum value for yeah. their location. Absolutely. So that's another one. Um, we have an internal um, employee, David, who yep. has been submitting some questions <laughs> for us. But he's a listener. Yep. But he's also our our GIS guy, Geographic Information Systems. And we want to do a whole episode on data analytics for yeah, utilities. It's going to be good. What is upcoming? Because we have more data than we've ever had. It's a data and really society. <laughs> more data yeah. than we know what to do with today. Mm-hmm. So where are we going with it? And so we'll do a data analytics um, episode. Then we have some some internal folks that can talk about system automation. And when I say system automation, this might blow a lot of people's mind, but our system doesn't automatically self heal completely. When we have an outage. What? <laughs> <laughs> so what can we do on our system to make automatically, if I have an have something break in our infrastructure, how can I isolate that to the smallest amount of people and, uh, and homes and accounts as I can and automatically backfeed where I can and automatically self-heal where I can and have that happen automatically? Um, 20 years ago, it was almost unheard of. People were just talking about distribution automation as this thing we'll get to. Now we're doing it in a small, on a small scale, but where can it go? Yep. And so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get some yep. experts in here, but where can we go with distribution automation? should be really interesting. And then I, I threw this on at the end. I believe it was episode five, and I could be wrong, but we had an NC State student on here by the name yep. of Trey. And Trey came on because he was a he was a freshman at NC State right. studying environmental science, and he came on with some great insight from a 
a 19-year-old studying <laughs> environmental science on what he thought of the electric industry. Yeah. Well, now he's a junior. Wow. Guys, wow. I mean, Tom. He's in a, he's in a third year. He's taken <laughs> courses like climate change. He's taken other environmental science courses. And he's ready. He wants to come back. So uh, we will have an episode yeah. where we dig into the brains of, uh, of a young college a junior, kid yeah. that's studying this stuff and see what he sees yeah. as the future of our industry. See what they're talking about, the professors, you know, that's going to be good. That's too. right. That's cool. So, and it's kind of a cool looking, like, basically in real time of the discussions that's going on with younger generations. Perfect. Yeah. And this podcast uh-huh. age, we're now <laughs> yeah. dating it with other, right. our guests, how old they're getting. We got some good yeah. good episodes coming up. I'm excited. That's going to yeah. be great. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, and educating. Cool. Educational, excuse me. And I will repeat tell your friends. That's right. Yeah. And Kirk's going to tell you the best way. You can help us out. All right, you listeners. You can reach us by calling us at 919-863-6331 or emailing us at changingenergy at wmc.com. Please call us. Please. We want to play your message over the podcast, your question. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter at Changing Capital NRG, Facebook, Changing Capital NRG, Spotify, iTunes. Again, please leave us some feedback. Rate us. We love all you listeners. Thank you all for listening. Nice job, Kirk. Thank you. Well, with that, we are going to wrap up episode 25. We appreciate you 25. being here and listening and look forward to all the conversations that's we a have mile marker, upcoming. 25. I mean, think about it. It is. That's crazy. You know? I'm just We've been doing this since exciting. March yeah. of 22. We're coming up on another Halloween episode. Yeah. So we oh, wow. so get That's your right. get That's your right. laugh. Sean, get uh, ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he warm gave up. Okay. With that, we will go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you for listening to the Changing Energy Podcast. Our broadcast team consists of Don, Kirk, Sean, and Maria. With special appreciation for our producer, Ira Osby, uh, Leanna Rivers, our artistic and social media guru, and Deshaun Gibbs for music and everyday smiles. We look forward to you joining us on our next podcast. Until then, keep the energy going. Oh, it's so smooth when Sean does it. (laughs) I am a robot. It is 9.46 (laughs) a.m.